Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. This is Leprechaun Lunch, powered by First State Bank, on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Another football weekend is upon us. Sitting there last night watching the uh, Bills and Rams. All through the uh, all through the pregame show, you know, I had this sense of excitement, you know, because it's it's football. It's the NFL opener. It's two really good teams. You know, you got the defending champ. You've got uh, one of the presumptive favorites uh, to win it all this year. And uh, and as I mentioned, you know, I'm in, you know, watching the pregame, and 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 then I and then I see Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett on my screen, and it was kind of all downhill from there, really. Uh, <laughs> I am I am not excited one bit. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm just I I'm glad I'm going to be in the uh in 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 the press box tomorrow uh so that I don't have to watch the uh, the TV. Just going to say that right now. Just going to say that right now. It's uh I I got a, I got a bad feeling. Got a that's 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 not good. That's not good at all. So uh, it is Leprechaun Lunch for your Friday noon hour. It is brought to you by, of course, our title sponsor, First State Bank, locally owned and operated. Also by Legacy Heating and Air, a Cook family business, and Edward Jones making sense of investing. Contact Terry Clark in South Bend or Matt Carroll in Mishawaka. So last week, obviously. You know, a lot of people were drinking the punch, uh, <laughs> or or at least a lot of people that I talked to. Maybe I'm just talking to the wrong people, quite honestly. But uh, a lot of people drinking the punch. Things didn't exactly go as well as you know the punch would have us believe. Uh, but it's not doom and gloom. Like the Notre Dame defense is really good. Like if if you didn't take that away from last weekend. That defense is really good, really, really, really good, and it's and it's gonna be good all season. Obviously, you can't have a bunch of guys getting hurt on defense. You can't have a bunch of guys getting hurt anyway, um, just because I like depth is a little bit of a weakness for uh, for this team this year. But that defense made the vaunted Ohio State offense that can score at will look really pedestrian. Really, really pedestrian. And they did that to the, well, then number two, now number three ranked team in the country. And I got a feeling that it's going to be amped up a whole lot for the home opener. Like, it's just going to be nuts. (laughs) Like, the defense is going to be all over the place. So I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good, feeling good. So I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling. Oop. There we go. Got to make sure the uh, the Twitch channel is working. By the way, hi on Twitch. Find us. Uh, the Twitch app is free. You can download it. You know, Apple, 
Google Play, wherever. Uh, and then uh, just search for Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And there we are on the Twitch app, of course, streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on the WSBT Radio app. So let's talk about the game coming up on, uh, on Friday. Or today's Friday. Tomorrow. Saturday. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I, need a, I need a sip of water just to... I swear that's water, by the way. I swear it's water. So, game tomorrow. Of course, kickoff, 2.30. All of our pregame action uh, gets underway starting 8 a.m. with a, uh, a replay of this week's Marcus Freeman show, the first episode of the season. So, if you missed that on Thursday night, if you missed that last night at uh, 7 o'clock, we will replay it tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Uh, Tim and myself will be in with game day. Uh, we've got uh, all sorts of guests. I'll tell you who coming up in the... Uh, in a little bit, and uh, also game day sports beat uh, with uh, with Darren and Tyler. That will be uh, right after us at eleven o'clock, and then you've got Notre Dame Radio Network and their pregame for an hour, and then you got the game, and then you got me and Reggie with the official Notre Dame postgame uh, show as well, right after the game. So a full day, a full day of Irish football, and all you have to do is just tune in here. To Sports Radio 960 WSBT. So, Marshall making the jump from Conference USA to the Sun Belt Conference. I don't know if that's a jump up or a jump down, um, but it's a jump. They uh, they're picked to finish second in the East Division of the Sun Belt Conference. They had a, I mean, they yeah, Marshall won 55 to three, but it's Norfolk State. Uh, what? They were only favored by four last week. Now they're dogs of 20 and a half points. That's a, that's a little bit of a big swing, okay? That's a, that's a big swing. Uh, and a huge leap up in competition, too. Number eight in the country. Or Norf- Norfolk State. Which which one would you rather pick? I'm pretty sure the, uh, the Pop Warner team that's practicing not too far away, I'm sure they would prefer Norfolk State as opposed to the number eight team. Eight team in the country, but that's just me. Marshall with just eleven starters back from last year's team. That team only went seven and six anyway, so not a ton of talent there. Uh, five starters on uh, on an offense that put up thirty three points a game a year ago. Uh, yeah, they rolled up on, on the Spartans. Don't get me wrong; they rolled up on them six hundred and twelve yards, fifty five points. Notre Dame's not giving up 612 yards. It's just not happening. They're not giving up 55 points to Marshall. Hell, the front seven isn't going to let the running game get under get any sort of traction whatsoever, I don't think, either. Marshall's running game had 380 yards on 51 carries last week. Again, FCS school. Cupcake. Ethan Payne led the way with uh, with 113 yards, two touchdowns. Henry Columbia had a strong game, too. He had 24 of 26 for 205 yards and a touchdown. He's he's not going to be able to do that either, I don't think. I don't, I, like, seriously, like, I don't think he's going to be able to get to 200, 200 points. Maybe a garbage-time touchdown. Maybe a garbage-time touchdown. He's got, he's got to face one of the best secondaries in the country now, so... Again, I'm feeling good. If Marshall has any hopes, you know, it comes down to their defense. They've got six starters back on that side of the ball. But they still allowed uh, almost 24 points a game and 394 yards a season ago. Um, have, 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 you, have you met Tyler Buckner? Have you met him yet? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, there's just such a talent despair. I mean, you've got, you know, number eight in the country in their home opener coming off of a, a little bit of a disappointing loss to, to Ohio State. But, you know, they played them well, covered. They just kind of got tired, really. Defense got tired from being out there all the time. Offense has to definitely be better, but 
they're going to be better because, I mean, hell, we're starting at 24 points as far as, as, far as giving up goes. Starting at 24 points. Notre Dame's offense does have to get going. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, especially in the second half. Like they going into the going into the locker room leading 10-7 at the half. I started thinking I you know, like the punch started kind of sinking in on my brain a little bit too. I was like, holy crap, they actually do this. They may go into Columbus and win. Obviously it didn't wind up happening because Ohio State made some proper, proper adjustments on defense. Eichenberg for Ohio State was all over the place. You know, he had like nine tackles. Had just 72 yards of total offense after halftime. So whatever, whatever adjustments Notre Dame has to make at halftime... They, they better make them on both sides of the ball, regardless of how the game is going. I don't, I don't think Notre Dame can afford to take the foot off the gas, take the foot off their throat, as it were, uh, after halftime. I, I, I think you, I think you got to come out here and make a statement. And you know, obviously, yeah, I know, Marshall. Okay, I know, but. You got to come out and you got to say, hey, our offense is better than, you know, we, we just ran into a really good defense. Our offense is pretty good too. Got to get the ball to more guys than just Michael Mayer. Like, it's good that that connection works. <laughs> it's good that that connection works. Don't get me wrong. But Tyler Buckner has to hit has to hit all of his receivers. All of them. Can't just can't just put it all on Michael Mayer because eventually, uh, you know, especially as the season goes on, um Michael Mayer's gonna be getting double teamed. Triple teamed off the line even. At least chipped off the line. Eventually, people are gonna figure that out. Hell Cal will figure that out if if that if that continues to happen this week. Okay? Cal will figure that out for next week if it continues happening. 10 of 18, 177 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions either. I mean, he was smart with the ball. He wasn't making any silly mistakes. Obviously, you can't do that, but you know, you can't Make silly mistakes, that is. Continue not making them, please. Continue not making them. But still a struggle. Granted, first start in quite some time. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. Just 76 yards on the ground, though. Running game's got to be there. The running game, the offensive line, they've got to step up this week. They've got to just be better than they were last week. It helps that Jarek Patterson is probably going to be back. That, uh, that according to Marcus Freeman himself, said that in, uh, in his press conference on Monday, that, uh, that Patterson would be back. So that adds a little bit of stability there to the offensive line, and that's, gonna, that's definitely going to help with the effort to get the offense going. Like, it, it, it all starts with the offensive line. If the offensive line just starts imposing their will on, on Marshall's defensive line and the front seven, it's, it's over. Could be over at halftime. Who knows? Could make for a very positive postgame show tomorrow. Just... If it if that's the case, all for it, all for it. This place is a hell of a lot more fun when they win anyway. <laughs> of course, Tyler Buckner, you know he, he he can roll out too, so I mean that's gonna keep Marshall on their toes. 
But yeah, spread the ball around. You got to spread the ball around. Again, love Michael Mayer. He's a beast. An absolute beast. You got to spread the ball around. And I know wide receivers a little bit thin. And I know it's not exactly the most, you know, it's not exactly the biggest strength in the world for Notre Dame. Injuries don't help. But you got to get those guys involved because it, it, it's just what you got. It, it's the tools that you have. You got to use all your tools. Again, like I said, though, the uh, the defense, man, <laughs> defense could be good. Uh, they, you know, they, I mean, Ohio State averaged like over 50 points per game. They scored under 30 only twice last year, and that that low last year was 26. Notre Dame, for the most part, held them to 14. That last touchdown, you know, kind of garbage time. Defense was gassed by that point. Ohio State did win the time of possession battle by quite a margin. Got to play ball control. Got to spread it out. Like dink and dunk passes even, you know, just just to, you know, to, to just anyone. I'd be happy with that. Like if that's how you're going to spread things out, cool. Spread them out. I'd still like to see a home run ball, though. I'd still, I'd still like to see the... I, 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 I'd still like to see another uh, Lorenzo Styles-type catch, you know, first play of the game. Wouldn't mind that. Just keep getting Styles involved, for God's sake. Ohio State did average, you know, did gain 395 yards of total offense, including 172 on the ground. But still, defense played well. They made C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud looked average. C.J. Stroud looked very average. So, yeah, this is a uh, obviously money on Notre Dame maybe the points but definitely put your money on you know Notre Dame and the points hell I had you know had the Irish in the points last week and that was a winner that came up that came up good for me and I think you know they're they're pissed off plenty this week they've they've heard all the <laughs> they've basically heard all the crap that I've said they're probably pissed off and ready to go right now So, yeah, Notre Dame and the points. Yep, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Notre Dame, I mean, right now it's at 20 and a half. If they don't cover this week, that's a problem. That's a real problem. Because it goes back to, you know, just why did, why did you, why did you even let them breathe? Irish are eight and one against the spread, by the way, in their last nine games overall. Eight and one, not bad. So yeah, Notre Dame minus twenty in the hook. That uh, that is that is that is my bet for for the day. Yeah, I'm re I'm re <laughs> this is actually going to be the first time that you know I'm able to cover one of these games up in the press up in the press box. Um. So I have no idea what you know how the mood gets in the press box. Um, you know if Notre Dame's not playing well at home. I know it's not all you know. I know it's not going to be all champagne and you know <laughs> fireworks or anything like that coming out of the press box. I know that much. There's going to be some level of decorum, but just generally speaking. It's so much easier to come up with analysis when uh, a 
it's either a really close game or B, it's a total blowout. And that's really what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I feel like after last week, you know, after how last week ended anyway, with just, you know, like Notre Dame just kind of sputtering to the end. Um, you know, just just totally gassed on both sides of the ball. Um, I really latched onto that vibe. Like I was gassed too at the end of that game. Hopefully, it'll be a little better. You know, hopefully, the play on the field inspires a little bit better vibe in the press box. So, we shall see. Of course, uh. You know, NBC has the uh, has the broadcast. You can catch it on Peacock as well. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if you have to pay extra to to stream the game on Peacock. I'm not sure. Fubo though, like you can get a free feed on Fubo though. So, or just you know, watch the game there. Have the video on. Mute the video. I would definitely suggest that. Yeah, that's. Ugh. I think they're on. I think they're on the other side of the field as far as <laughs> as far as the TV press box. I think that's on the other side of the field. Not sure though. We'll find out. If all of a sudden Jason Garrett comes up and, and puts me in a sleeper hold, God, I, I hope I get it on my phone. <laughs> Guys, you'll never believe what happened to me. <sighs> anyway, Leprechaun Lunch rolling on. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the game last night. We'll talk about uh, you know some of, the, some of the best picks for, uh, from around the top 25 tomorrow. Best picks from the NFL. Uh, this weekend, a lot of underdog picks. Gonna go with a lot of underdogs as far as the NFL goes. We'll uh, we'll get to that coming up. Leprechaun lunch powered by First State Bank on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Leprechaun Lunch, powered by First State Bank, rolling on on your Friday. Helping you get into your football weekend. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson and the Ravens not reaching an agreement on his uh, self-imposed contract deadline of today. So he'll play the, uh, play the season on his fifth-year $23 million option on his rookie contract. If they don't sign him in the offseason, you know, you know, after this season, uh, he'll probably get the franchise tag. So, Ravens fans, you still got two years of, of Lamar Jackson. Don't screw this up, by the way. Just give the man his money. Give the man his money, for crying out loud. Some uh, some unfortunate news coming out of uh, coming out of the game last night too. Rams running back Kyron Williams, uh, he was diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Uh, he left early. Uh, he, I think he only played one special team snap, uh, and it sounds like it's going to be a while before he gets back on the field. A high ankle snap or a high ankle sprain. Sorry, uh, that according to Field Yates of ESPN, he could miss up to six weeks as a uh, as a result, which probably means he's headed for injured reserve. Course fantasy football. You know, you'd you'd think you know Cam Akers would have would have gotten uh, would have gotten some love. Three carries, three carries and nothing basically. Daryl Henderson getting a bulk of the work at running back uh, last night. Cam Akers, Jake Funk also on the fifty-three man roster. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Kyron able to uh, to get back from. Uh, from that high ankle sprain, uh, a little, you know, a little bit sooner than, sooner than later. Anyway, 
All right, from the top 25, got some picks as far as uh, got got one for the spread, got the best money line pick, got the best total points pick. So let's hit. Best spread pick. Not Notre Dame and Marshall. No. There's one that blows that, that spread out of the water. And uh, it's just happening up in Ann Arbor tomorrow night. Hawaii visiting number four, Michigan. On the surface, it looks like Michigan should cover this easily. All right. Hawaii's two losses came from a combined 85 points. They had 63 hung on them by Vanderbilt. If a below-average team like the like the Commodores can cover a 51.5-point spread on the road, why shouldn't the fourth-ranked Wolverines do that at home? Here's why. Michigan loves to run the football. Wolverines ran the ball on 58% of their plays against Colorado State last week. Last season, that number was at 59%, which was a top 25 mark in the country. J.J. McCarthy, more of a dual threat than, uh, than Cade McNamara. Despite playing more than 600 additional snaps than uh, McCarthy, McNamara only has 11 more rushing attempts the past two seasons than McCarthy. Huh. Michigan probably going to try to establish the run game early and often. It's going to make their drives longer. Wolverines less likely to build a massive lead that quickly then. You know, if they're going to play the, the ball control game, Michigan doesn't cover 51 and a half points. Plus, Jim Harbaugh has one of these things called, um, uh, it, 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 you know, a lot of college coaches have a uh, have a problem with this. Um, he, he has a conscience about the other team. He has just two wins by 50 or more points since 2017. This thing's going to get out of hand fast. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. This thing's going to be ridiculous. The number four team in the country, only on the Big Ten Network tomorrow night, okay? <laughs> but he's likely going to play his backups the rest of the way rather than, you know, make some statement win against a uh, an inferior non-conference opponent who's traveling... Six hours east? What's the time difference in Hawaii? Even if Hawaii scores a single touchdown, Michigan's going to struggle to uh, to cover that 51.5-point spread. So obviously your best bet as far as the spread goes, Hawaii plus 51.5. I'm, yeah, I, I just, I can't possibly fathom Michigan pulling that sort of a job on 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 a team, especially one that you know everybody kind of knows they suck. So, yeah, Hawaii plus fifty one and a half. <laughs> it may be a 40, 49 point gap. Who knows? But they're still covering. All right, best money line pick. That comes from one of the better games of the day. Number 24, Tennessee at number 17, Pittsburgh. I like Pittsburgh plus 180. All right. They've got the, uh, they're still kind of living off the euphoria of winning the backyard brawl. Like, I, I've still heard the backyard brawl brought up listening to some, uh, listening to some Pittsburgh sports radio over the week, including last night. Got to refocus. I mean, Tennessee—they've got a—they've got a good offense. They've got—I mean—that is a high-profile offense. 569 yards last week. Granted, just against Ball State, but 569 yards. If there's a weakness, it's their offensive line. They had the uh, the sixth lowest in uh, PFF uh, Pro Football Focus pass blocking grades among the 15 lowest overall among Power Five schools. Meantime, the Panthers 
sport one of the top ten defensive lines in the country. Kalaja Kansi, he owns the best overall grade at Pro Football Focus, second best pass rush grade, fourth best run defense grade among all Power 5 interior defensive linemen. Baldonado, Alexander, they're highly graded as well. John Morgan III had six pressures last week. Pitt's defensive line can rock, man. Pittsburgh's defense, or I'm sorry, Tennessee's defense only ranked uh, 81st as well in uh, Pro Football Focus's power rankings. Pittsburgh's offense ranking 34th. Kadon Slovis should have should have a night. More than any, like, even if it's not big number night for, for Slovis, it, it's going to be efficient number night for, for Kadon Slovis. Pittsburgh, the underdog, even though they're the better team and playing at home. So, Pittsburgh, plus 180 on the money line. Now the uh, best total pick from uh, from the top 25. That coming. Oh, Vanderbilt's involved. They're taking on number 23, Wake Forest. That in Nashville, by the way. Point total, 65 and a half. Sam Hartman's back for for Wake Forest. He's been uh, medically cleared after missing the last month with uh, Paget-Schroeder syndrome. Whatever that is. Whenever you've got a hyphen in the name of it, probably not good. Before his diagnosis, he was ranked ranked as the uh, fifth best quarterback in the country. He's got a got a passing attack that's not going to have any problems against Vanderbilt, let's be honest. <laughs> 11th ranked, uh, or what the 111th ranked defense in, in Pro Football Focus's power rankings. 111. We're technically two weeks in. 111. What makes the under the smart bet is the other side of the ball. Commodores have averaged nearly 53 points per game in their two wins, but that's against third-worst FBS defense in Hawaii and an FCS school in Elon. Commodores averaged uh, just 15.8 points per game last season. Ugh. So, yeah. 53 points, you know, the average of 53 points, a little deceiving, okay? Demon Deacons, they've got the number five defense in the country. Pro Football Focus gave them a team defense grade of 90.9. That good. 44 to 10 win over VMI. That uh, that was the highest grade among uh, all Power 5 schools, by the way. Kalen Carson going to have a game. Vanderbilt's office, offense should look more like the you know, the, the, the 2021 version of their offense. Like, if Vanderbilt was feeling good about the last two games, those good times are going to come to an end real quick. Wake Forest at Vanderbilt going under 65 and a half. All right, so for the college game, Hawaii plus 51 and a half. Pittsburgh on the money line at plus 180 or thereabouts. Just pick Pittsburgh straight up. They're going to be the underdog all the way up until kickoff. And then uh, Wake Forest at Vanderbilt under 65 and a half. Now we've got uh, now we've got a trend here as far as the NFL goes. By the way, happy NFL to you. Tariko said happy football last night. And I, I kind of went... Huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> Happy football? It feels like a holiday, though. Why the NFL seeded the Labor Day weekend to college, I have no idea. Oh, right. It's to make the season push even further into February. That's right. Make it look longer. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Anyway, underdogs are the name of the game this week with the NFL. We start with Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by six and a half here. Pittsburgh bringing in the post-Big Ben era with Mitchell Trubisky, ladies and gentlemen. That doesn't exactly inspire confidence. Bears fans right now are going... (laughs) Also doesn't help that they lost to Cincinnati last season by a combined 45 points. But it's the Steelers. It's the Steelers and it's Mike Tomlin. Like, they're in good hands as far as that goes. Quarterback, you know, like I said, you know. I think Mitchell Trubisky's on a short leash, by the way, in Pittsburgh. Kind of a similar situation to when uh, Roethlisberger came into the league and Tommy Maddox was the number one in Pittsburgh. Like, he's, you know, Tommy Maddox was the number one starting that season. You know, almost 20 years ago, if you can remember that far back to that little detail. But Tommy Maddox had a short leash. Like, things just started inching ever so, ever so slowly down. And they went with Big Ben. Real quick. Real quick. Same thing's going to happen with uh, with Trubisky and, and Kenny Pickett. That defense still loaded, too, for for, uh, for Pittsburgh, too. And as much as Cincinnati's offense drove them last year, it was on the back of explosive plays, including the playoffs. Bengals' offense ranked 14th in expected points added per play, 23rd in successful play rate. Bengals did a great job in the offseason. They, they really did. They, like Joe Burrow came to Cincinnati, and everything changed in Cincinnati. And, and everything, like the whole mindset of that franchise just changed. What happened? Still. A little bit of regression possible. After after losing the Super Bowl. Especially the way that they did. So. Uh, Pittsburgh plus six and a half. A, uh, a game of, uh, of some interest around here anyway. Colts at the Texans. Coverage, by the way, of that game starting at 12 noon on 96-1 the ton on Sunday. Houston, definitely one of the weakest teams in the NFL. <laughs> Just, I mean, you stack them up against the Colts, too, and, uh, oof. Ugh. Colts are starting Matt Pryor at left tackle, though. Player with around 1,500 career snaps. Most of those snaps below average. In five starts last season, he allowed nine pressures, earned a uh, earned a solid 75.6 pass blocking grade from uh, Pro Football Focus. But they've Texans have legitimate edge rushers this season. Jerry Hughes brings a, a baseline of like 50 pressures a season to the table. Jonathan Green, uh, Greenard, he had the seventh best pass rushing grade among edge rushers on limited snaps. Derek Stingley Jr. has been added to the mix. Colts are still very top-heavy in terms of playmakers. Texans could spring a little bit of a shock. They could cover that seven-point spread. Like I said, we'll find out. Coverage starting at noon at uh, on on Sunday over on our sister station, 96-1 the ton, between the Colts and the Texans. Believe it or not, the Bears made this list, too, for me. Spread on that game, six and a half. Coverage starting at 12.30 on Sunday over on our other sister station, Z94.3. Uh, Chicago's roster, I mean, we, we I mean, you turn on any of the uh, of the national media talking about the Bears, and it ain't good. A lot of the, lot of the local Bears media even, you know, in, in Chicago and, you know, regionally anyway, they acknowledge not exactly the most talented roster in the NFL. Could be a long season. But the Bears have the better quarterback in this game. Justin Fields finally has a system that plays on his strengths as opposed to what his coach wanted him to run. 
if that makes sense. And Trey Lance so far, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Trey Lance. Fields look great in the preseason. Didn't make a turnover-worthy play. Offense was actually helping him. I think Fields to Mooney is going to be fun to watch this year. I mean, for not having much talent, the Bears are actually going to be, like, a little bit of appointment television some weeks. Just, just to watch that connection go. I, I really don't think things are as hopeless as, as it looks in Chicago. Yeah, not really any big names besides Justin Fields on this team and Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Like, that's it. You know, like, those are those are your best three players right there. But I don't think it's... This isn't a two-win team. This isn't the Texans. All right? Bears plus six and a half tomorrow. Like I said, 12.30 Sunday afternoon, Z94.3 has the uh, has the coverage of the uh, the Bears and the Niners. Raiders at Chargers. Raiders the underdog here. Three and a half points spread on this game. The last time the Raiders faced the Chargers, you, you remember what happened there. For all the all the marbles getting into the playoffs. Took overtime, but Raiders came out on top. Chargers certainly made some uh, big improvements in the offseason, but so did the Raiders. They added Devontae Adams. They added one of the best edge rushers of the past decade in Chandler Jones. One of the Chargers' biggest additions, J.C. Jackson, not expected to play. Some concerns about the Raiders' offensive line, but those existed last year, too, and, you know, instead of relying on Devontae Adams like they are this year, uh, they were relying on Hunter Renfro. Come on. Las Vegas being overlooked in, in definitely the toughest division in football. Like, the AFC West is going to be insane. Just a crazy division all season. Don't be surprised if the Raiders win that division or if Denver wins that division somehow. Yes, even over the Chiefs and the Chargers. Have all four teams from a division made the playoff? Like, is that possible even? I don't think it's possible. I, like the way the wild card is set. Well, maybe. Since they added that, since they added that uh, that additional wild card spot a couple of years ago, it may be possible. Yeah, Las Vegas, the Raiders plus three and a half tomorrow. Like I said, underdog city, underdog city. And then Cleveland at Carolina. Yes, we're going to get angry Baker Mayfield. Baker's going to be laser-focused on this game. You're, this is the week to get to get Baker on a fantasy start, quite honestly. If, you, if you're looking, if you're kind of hemming and hawing on who you, who you should start a quarterback and you got Baker, this may be the week where, where he just shines. Cleveland's only going with Jacoby Brissett. Brown's roster, though, outside of quarterback, is just better, top to bottom. Miles Garrett's going to be squaring off against a rookie left tackle. Pass blocking, not exactly a strength with said rookie left tackle. Akima Kwanu, woof. Garrett's, Garrett can ruin a day by himself. He, he, may, he may ruin the Browns' day tomorrow. He may ruin Baker's day tomorrow or on Sunday. It may happen. But the Browns, you know, like, they're just going to le- lean on Nick Chubb more. You know, Brissett can get can get passes to uh, to Amari Cooper and, uh, and David Njoku. He can get passes to them. You got, you got Kareem Hunt. In the backfield as well. You still got a really good offensive line in Cleveland. And then that defense. You know, Miles Garrett. 
We got JOK in the secondary. I mean, they're they're okay. Browns may, the Browns may come out of uh, waiting for Deshaun Watson smelling pretty good actually. So Cleveland plus a point and a half. Underdog city in the NFL. I mentioned uh, how big of a disappointment Cam Akers was in fantasy football last night because uh, <laughs> I had him on one of my teams. James Cook as well. Uh, mm. Apparently read some bad info on both of those guys. Um, I'm going to help you not be taken surprised and taken to the cleaners as far as fantasy football goes. Get you some top tiers coming up next in fantasy football on Leprechaun Lunch, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Leprechaun Lunch, powered by First State Bank, locally owned and operated. Also sponsored by South Bend Orthopedics, team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949, and by Four Winds Casinos, your entertainment escape must be 21 years old. Please play responsibly. Uh, Tonight, Mishawaka Cavemen football over on our sister station, 96-1 the ton, getting underway at at 645 with the pregame. Darren's going to be out there calling the game, by the way. Uh... Mishawaka football powered by Midland Engineering beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. Also presented by School City of Mishawaka. Growing leaders in a culture of excellence, the Mishawaka Way. And by the Mishawaka Education Foundation granting a better future. Uh, Also uh, brought to you by McAdoo's Family Restaurant, Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage, the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Edward Jones, Bethel University Athletics, Barnaby of uh, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, In Rug Co. Studio and Gift Shop, Pet Refuge, BSN Sports, Bonnie Dune Drive-In, First State Bank, Monterey Mexican Grill, South Bend Orthopedics, Beef Oak Brady's of Granger, Jay's Crunchers Potato Chips, Rossini Pizza, and U.S. Sign Crafters. All right, so we've got fantasy football coming up, and... Uh, Hope I, I didn't see a whole bunch, you know, at least in the five leagues that I'm in, uh, didn't see a whole lot of, uh, didn't see a whole lot of, uh, of, of Bills play this weekend or a lot of Rams play this weekend. Probably good on the Rams part. Um, you know, unless, unless you had Cooper Cup. Touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Cooper Cup w- helped me win some money last night. Yeah. Um, so, (laughs) it's surprising considering how high Josh Allen went in every single one of those drafts, though. I mean, Josh Allen looking the part, looking the part of, of a, uh, of a, uh, of an MVP candidate. If you didn't play Josh Allen as your quarterback, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, there's options for you, okay? Jalen Hurts actually topping the uh, the top QB uh, tier this week. Last season, Hurts bogarted 21% of the designed rushing attempts. Uh, after adjusting for games missed, that was good for top three in the NFL. It was a great spot for him this year. I, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a great year. Eagles have the number one rushing SOS matchup, too. That's going to be quite quite fun, actually. That Philly-Detroit game. Like, I know, I know we're, we're going to get, you know, Colts and Texans and Bears and Niners on TV. But, uh, yeah, if you find yourself watching Red Zone at all, yeah, go, go with – go find that Philly-Detroit game. Uh, Kyler Murray facing off against the Chiefs. Uh, tier three quarterback, you got Russell Wilson, and tier four, Aaron Rodgers, because, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud. Matt Ryan and the Colts also heavy favorites on the road against the, uh, the Texans. As far as running backs go, obviously it starts with Jonathan Taylor. He's, he's your king. Make sure you start him. Uh, also Leonard Fournette, Chase Edmonds, 
They're in two or two and three. Uh, Kareem Hunt, not a bad RB two option for you. Miles Sanders, you know, kind of fell like a rock down some fantasy draft boards. He's got that hamstring, you know, problem, but uh, he'll be okay. Tony Pollard, a good RB two. Wide receivers, we've got Devontae Adams. He's got just he's gonna have a he's gonna have a day. He's gonna have a day against the uh, against the Chargers without J.C. Jackson. T- uh, tier one right there. Debo, I think, is going to have a good season, too. Um, Hollywood Brown, even though I think, you know, he, he's going to fall off like a cliff, not not this week. He, with DeAndre Hopkins out, he, he's, he's going to be shouldering more of the load. Terry McLaurin of the Commanders, I'd say three, just because he's got Carson Wentz throwing to him. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, though, Tier 2, uh, he's probably the top guy in Kansas City now. Tyree Kill, not there anymore. He's probably the guy. So, uh, And then, tight ends, Kelsey, Goddard, Njoku, Ingram, Tiers 1, 2, 3, and 4. Kelsey, I would, I would watch as far as the season goes, because I, I think he's going to start breaking down this year. Just saying. That's Leprechaun Lunch for the week. See you tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, by the way, on game day with uh, with Tim Growl and myself, uh, we have, let's see, of course, Dr. Brian Radigan uh, with, the, uh, with the medical report. We've got Sean Crawford in the, uh, in the 10 o'clock hour, Travis Thomas and uh, Trevor Rulin in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, yeah, real good stuff. See you then. It's uh, all part of uh, uh, Legacy Heating and Air Game Day tomorrow at 9, followed by Game Day Sports Beat powered by Michelob Ultra, followed by the game, and then followed by the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System. All coming up here at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouthwatering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street. Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.